Bump. Been thinking about McDonald's all day. Can't get it off my mind. I can already taste it. Ooh, got my mind on my mouth and my mouth ready for some Mickey D's deal. There's a deal for every moment at McDonald's. Right now, get two of your favorites for just $3.50. Mix and match a classic McChicken, a hot and spicy McChicken, or a juicy McDouble. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with combo meal. Single item at regular price. Slowly I turn, step by step, through the back window I crept, silent as a mouse on the set, while everybody in the house slept, I just connect the phones and the You can accept it or be stupid and be a skeptic. Unconceivable, unbelievable, unidentified flying objects. Welcome to the I Want to Believe podcast. I'm Nomar Slavik. Is there a serial killer residing in Kennebunkport, Maine? I'll fill you in on the terrifying true story. But first, a quick reminder that all of our I Want to Believe social media and email are in the show notes. Also, you can watch my documentary, Otherworldly and More, on Amazon Prime right now. DVDs are available. Check the show notes for links. All right. Let's talk about the terror in Kennebunkport. Ah, Thanksgiving. A time of year when families get together, the kitchen is open 24-7, and everyone gains at least 10 pounds. (laughs) You know what? Before we get to the episode, let's celebrate a little bit. Here's Adam Sandler's Thanksgiving song. Love to eat turkey like a good boy should, cause it's turkey to eat so good. Uh, fuck that. I hate Adam Sandler. So let's just get to the story, yeah. On March 3, 2018, a Reddit user posted a story under Let's Not Meet. That subreddit has over 600,000 subscribers, and its byline is a place to read true stories from people you never want to meet again. Hmm, creepy. Alright, the user who posted this story has since deleted their account, thus making trying to track them down nearly impossible. Regardless, the post garnered over 230 comments, and the user responded to many questions about the incident. They also posted an update a day later. Since then, no further information has come forward. So afterwards, I will discuss some of the comments to the post, the update, and my own thoughts. The following is their account in their own words. In the summer of 2004, my family was supposed to vacation in Kennebunkport, Maine. My father was stuck in meetings, so he was going to come up from Manhattan a few days after us. My mom wanted to drive up, but we didn't have a choice, and my brother, sister, and I loaded into the car and started the drive. I was about 14 at the time. The drive was uneventful, but there were various delays causing us to get in a lot later than originally planned. Because of this, the owners of the house we were renting from had turned in for the night, and we weren't able to get a hold of them to get the keys. Sounds like horrible planning, but apparently they were pretty strict about the time frame to pick up the keys. My mom, unfazed, decided she wanted lobster, so we went to one of our favorite spots. 
Now, I'm gonna pause host note here. This Reddit user did not specify and subsequently admitted that she cannot remember the name of the restaurant. Okay. My mom called my dad to see if he could make us reservations at a hotel in Kennebunkport from New York City while we ate. We were enjoying lobster when a guy came up and started chatting with my mom. I figured it was just a friendly local making conversation during this. My dad called my mom and she excused herself to speak to him. He told her that all the hotels were booked for the night. Go figure, height of vacation season in Kennebunkport. Anyways, so at this point, the plan was for us to drive to the nearest town and just find somewhere to stay until we could pick up the keys to our vacation home. The quote, local, I had mentioned before, had been listening to my mom's conversation and came back over once she got off the phone. To clarify, I want to say, there was nothing outwardly off about him. He was preppy, clean-cut, unassuming, and fit in with the clientele. He told my mom he had a big home with a big guest house and that we were more than welcome to stay. He said his wife wouldn't mind. For me, my immediate reaction was, F that. No way in the world was they staying in some random dude's house in creepy Maine in the dark. The guy said he was in finance and my mom was an investment banker and through their conversation, she determined that he was being honest and she agreed to his offer. I called my dad hysterical. He said I was overreacting and that I needed to get out of the city more and accept that sometimes people are just nice. So my brother, sister, and I got into our car and followed this guy back to his home. The guest house was really nice and fully furnished, but the beds were oddly placed. The guest house had two bedrooms, and instead of the beds being located where a bed would make sense against a wall or the center of the room, they were right under the window in each room, and neither windows had curtains or blinds. It just all seemed out of place. Anyway, fast forward, we are all getting ready to go to bed. My mom hears a knock on the door, and it's the guy. He said he just wanted to check to make sure we got settled. Cool, nice thing to do. About 30 minutes later, though, he comes back to, quote, check in again. At this point, my mom was like, uh, thanks, we're good. We'll stop by the house in the morning to say thank you. After about another 30 to 45 minutes, I can't sleep because we keep hearing this rustling, which is odd because the guest house was nowhere around trees or close proximity to bushes that might cause such a noise. I was terrified. I then see my mom wide awake and looking at the window and she's motioning with her eyes as if to tell me to look toward the window. I looked and saw a male figure outside, just standing there, watching us. I thought I was going to have a heart attack. I don't know how long he was there for. Then he just walked away. My mom waited a bit and then told us to get our stuff together. She wasn't messing around. We had my dad on the phone at this point. He was pretty much flipping out. My mom said she was going to put stuff in the car and to follow her outside. This was around 2 a.m. When we got to the car, we pulled around to the front of the main house so my mom could return the key, say thanks, and then get the fuck out of there. However, when we got to the front, all the lights were off. Not just all the lights, but it looked like no one had been home. Porch light, table lamp, and front windows, everything was black. Also, the two cars that were there when we arrived were now gone. Those were the locals' cars and we presumed the other to be his wife. 
After seeing this, my mom was pretty unsettled. She said we were leaving and proceeded to drive to the gate. We're at the end of the driveway and the gate is now closed and padlocked shut. It was open when we had arrived. My mom still had my dad on the phone and he was telling her to just ram the gate. She did. We drove straight back to NYC. We haven't returned to Maine since and my parents refused to speak about it. I asked a family member one night about it and all he said was, they didn't tell you? The actual owners of the house were on vacation. I'm assuming my mom or dad followed up with local authorities and had all that figured out, but never told us. I don't know who that man was or what was planned that evening. I am curious, however, as to whether there were any known serial killers or murderers in the area at the time. And that's the end of the Reddit user's story. A creepy tale of a potential premeditated murder gone awry? What do you think? Did this Reddit user follow up with their parents? And what questions were asked in the comments? Well, let's get into all of that now. One person commented how scary the story was and that they were glad they survived the night. The writer wrote them back stating, quote, my mom has pretty good instincts about people, and I don't know if her guard was down or what, but it was frightening to say the least. I wasn't entirely clear, but the odd thing? The gate was locked from the inside, which was all the more confusing for me since the cars were gone. Now, this isn't the only time the gate comes up. The following are other thoughts and theories on the padlock gate. User xduvarnyx wrote, I cannot imagine doing that. I think I'd rather sleep in my car before going to a stranger's house, especially with my kids. I guess this guy must have been super charming to assure your mom it was safe. I'm glad he was able to get through the gate and that you guys are all safe. User Semi-Trained Ape wrote, Your family dodged a huge bullet, maybe literally. This is one of the most disturbing stories I've ever read on here. He was definitely planning to come back later. The locked gate is a dead giveaway, and had moved the cars off-site to cover his tracks. Most likely that's where he was, ditching the cars, when you made your escape. Now, that's an interesting theory on where the supposed killer or killers were as the family escaped, ditching the cars. This will come up later. Okay. User They Say I'm Zach wrote, the fact that you had to break through a locked gate tells me that this was an urgent and terrifying situation. The writer responded with, I don't think my current description is adequate. It wasn't a huge or super high gate, one of those quaint gates that is at the front of a driveway or entrance to a property. The fender was messed up and there were some dents and new paint was needed, but the car wasn't demolished at all. I think what was the most disconcerting after everything else that had already happened was that it was closed and locked up at this point when one, it wasn't closed when we had originally got to the home and two, the two cars were gone. Okay, so about the cars. User Tempest Truth wrote, the fact that there were two cars is especially creepy. Meant it wasn't just him out there. And then user Analix posited, or he had two cars on purpose, knowing it would make it look like the house was occupied or something. User Moriety asked, So odd the cars were gone. Did you hear them leave at any point? The writer did not respond to this comment. 
User Apache Communications wrote, For some reason, I'm hooked on the detail of the two cars. Does it mean there was more than one person involved in this situation? Again, no comments followed this question. And user Dim Droog theorized, He was probably ditching the cars when you all fled. Thank goodness he didn't do anything to your vehicle. It would have been so easy to slash the tires. Now, in my opinion, that last portion, it would have been so easy to slash the tires, that actually came up in a lot of sarcastic comments throughout the thread. And I have to say, I kind of agree with them. Uh, other users were calling bullshit on this story, citing that the family's SUV would have been compromised in some way if the killer or killers were truly planning on harming this family. But who knows? The writer did provide an update the following day after speaking with her parents about it. It left more questions than answers. The following is their update. Hi everyone. I spoke with my mom and dad. They didn't have a ton of details and frankly didn't want to talk about it but here's what they said. My mom first apologized because she knows it was a shitty situation and still thinks she's a horrible mother. She's not, she's awesome. I asked her what made her suspect something was wrong and what made her put her guard up. I knew something was up when she told us to all sleep in the same bed, so I had to ask that first. So essentially she said it was dark and the longer the night went on she realized it wasn't a great situation and that she shouldn't have agreed to it in the first place. However, the point when things turned was when the guy came by the second time. My mom said his demeanor had done a 180. When he came by to check in the second time, she felt something was off. She described it as somewhat of an edge, both in his attitude and tone of voice. She said he seemed anxious or annoyed, but was trying to come across as a concerned host. Now, post note, I'm going to pause here for a second and just reiterate how creepy that sounds. His demeanor changing, this has been recounted in numerous survivors of serial killers. Specifically, one that comes to mind right now is that of serial killer Ivan Malat from Australia. His story is typically referred to as the backpack murders. He would offer rides to hikers and during the course of the ride, survivors reported his demeanor as doing a 180 and he would appear anxious or annoyed. Then he would make an excuse to stop the vehicle, thus beginning his rampage. Creepy. All right, back to the update. My mom also said that he looked back at the main house a few times and wasn't really paying attention to her when she was saying, yes, everything is fine, thank you again. All of those, quote, signs put together made her realize something was off. The way she described it was, quote, there was something beneath his exterior that was coming out that I got a glimpse of, and I didn't like it. Now, with respect to the home, she said it seemed like it was being renovated. This might explain why it was unoccupied. She said when we first drove in, she was just happy we found a place to settle in for the night, so she wasn't paying attention to everything she should have. However, when we were leaving, since she was more on edge and everything was heightened, she started to notice a few things. First, she said it looked like the main house was definitely going through renovations and that the exterior was not that great. And what she saw didn't jive with how the guy described it initially. 
Neither she nor my father called the cops. She said in hindsight, she probably should have. But she was primarily concerned with getting out of there. And after we did, she began to rationalize it away. Like, come on, it's dark, you're freaking yourself out. Calm down, you're tired, it can't possibly be anything bad. You need to lay off the scary movies. It was that type of thought pattern she had. It wasn't until a period of time after that she realized she probably should have alerted authorities. Also, and this is a point I don't remember, apparently the home was a lot farther than she was led to believe it was going to be. This makes me think maybe it was not in the main part of the town. I'm not great with geography, and at 14 years old, I definitely wasn't great with it, and she didn't remember exactly where it was. She said she tried, but was focused on following him and wasn't paying attention to the streets. I guess someone floated the idea that maybe the owners were on vacation and this person was house-sitting for them. However, my mom and dad both believed that the house was either being renovated or the owners weren't there for whatever reason and it was just vacant. I'm not sure these answers really answer anything and frankly, they make me feel worse about the whole situation than I did before. I think my parents felt horrible and extremely guilty, and still do, and just tried to bury this and move on. Okay, that's it for the initial update, but there were 84 additional comments under this update. We'll explore some of those now. User Vince Wife wrote, I think there's something they're still not telling you. The writer commented, I agree. User El President 3 briefly theorized, for some reason, the bed placement thing is the creepiest for me. Like, did the guy set them up so he could watch you all or do something through the window? Post note, some of the comments on both posts mention this, and with the consensus being yes, the beds were placed under the windows on purpose for nefarious reasons. And. To address something else that you, the listener, may be asking yourself is, how do we not know where this was or where they ate or anything pertinent? This came up in the comments as well, and the writer kept reiterating that she simply cannot remember the name of the restaurant, nor paid attention to any of the streets on the right to the house. Perhaps, and I'm only speculating here, the mother did remember some of the details and is a part of the quote, there's something they're not telling you piece. Perhaps authorities were contacted and there's some information the mother just does not want to share with her children. I suppose it's possible. All right, back to the comments. User Blasphemo2 theorized in part, my dad lives in Kennebunkport and I vacationed there my whole life. The creepy part to me is that a lot of the people around there may have a lot of money, but so many times the reality is that it's their parents' money. There are those creeps who grow up with rich parents but don't do much with their lives now and still live around Kennebunkport. They are the types of guys who had never been married or are alcoholics or have their own painting operation or, or, or something like that. And they may dress preppy and seem normal enough in person, but are actually really strange characters behind closed doors. My guess is that it was someone working on the home renovation or could have been the son or part of the family of the actual homeowners. You never know, the homeowners may have been throwing their kid a bone, giving them some work to do to keep them busy or out of trouble. Who knows? Also, who knows if their parents got them off the hook for something crazy before. Host note, well, that's kind of a convoluted, assumption-riddled theory, but interesting nonetheless. 
Lastly, the resounding sentiment among all commenters is that this story is believed to be true and that the culprits or culprits were people on the crew renovating the home and that they were setting up the family to be murdered. But I think I'll let the writer have the last word on this one. She wrote, you're all entitled to your opinion. Regardless, I didn't exaggerate anything. Thank you for listening. Again, I'm Nomar Slovic. Season 3 starts after the new year. There will be another holiday episode in December, so look out for all that. And I would be so thankful if you can share this podcast or my documentary or even my books with your friends and family. All links are in the show notes. Creepy holidays, y'all. What you gonna do? Freeze them real fast like the speed light. Ooh, I like that, sounds about right. Signing on grass all over the place. My fresh rhymes hit you in the face. since you flipped that thermostat from heat to cool? Turn to the experts at Griffith Energy Services before you do for an $88 AC start and check to make sure your AC is in tip-top shape. Griffith specializes in carrier, but services all brands. Visit GriffithEnergyServices.com today. Your local carrier expert. That's GriffithEnergyServices.com. License number MDHVACR01-2278. Griffith Energy Services. Doggone dependable. The only thing better than grinding all night for your side hustle is your roommate picking you up with Mickey D's breakfast. The perfect pickup deal. There's a deal for every morning at McDonald's. Right now, taste breakfast perfection when you get a warm and savory sausage McMuffin with egg for just $2.50. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with combo meal.